0: Well, praise the Lord, everyone. The Lord. It's good to have you here on this beautiful Wednesday night here at Bible study. Um, tonight, uh, we are going to study the word of the Lord together. I'm taking a detour uh, just for a minute in our study, talking about salvation for all. And I am going to address or talk to you about spiritual gifts. Um, this is a six-series lesson uh, plan, but I'm just going to talk to you out of the first one tonight because um, I... Just have had so many questions. I've had so many people in the last couple of weeks, because of our subject matter, talking about the Holy Spirit, talking about speaking in tongues, talking about all of these spiritual gifts, I've had so many people just text me or call me or, and say, or catch me in church on, on Easter, and uh, wow, what an Easter we had. What a great day in the Lord. That was so beautiful. But... Uh, I've had so many people ask me questions, and I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to detour a little bit. I'm going to touch on this and talk to you a little bit about spiritual gifts, um, about spiritual gifts. And so spiritual gifts are <clears throat> of vital importance in our walk with Christ and the understanding of spiritual gifts. It's one of the most abused, misunderstood subjects in the Bible. Uh, there are a lot of people that say they operate in them, and they are really operating in their flesh and claiming it that it's God and uh and i I believe it's so important that you know try the spirits for yourself the bible gives us great commands and we're going to talk about that understandings know them that labor among you so many times we ignore those things and we shouldn't it's only to our own detriment our spiritual detriment so i want you to be aware of those things so tonight we're going to begin with spiritual gifts talking about spiritual gifts let me start out by saying this is that no spiritual gift can be of God operating outside of the fruits of the spirit the fruit of the spirit is what produces the godliness in the what gifts of the spirit let me let me illustrate what I mean the Bible says that Jesus spoke and said there are going to be a day that when they come to me and that they're going to say Lord Lord right we've read that passage many times but we prophesy he said i don't even know who you are when they in the last day the last judgment and they're going to say these words but we prophesied in your name we healed in your name we did these miracles in your name so there is an access an absolute promise from god's name the name of jesus that people can abuse that's right you heard me say abuse. When they misuse, when they operate in the gifts of the Spirit, right, not by the fruits of the Spirit, by their own flesh, it becomes witchcraft. And we'll talk more about that later. But there is an absoluteness to God's gifting. And there's going to be a people or a portion of people that they're going to operate in spiritual gifts or what they think is spiritual gifts. They are spiritual, but they're not God's spirit. They are a spirit of man operating in the promise of God. So we'll talk in detail. But I want you to be aware that nothing, everybody shout nothing. Nothing Nothing can be done without the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is the outpouring of who we are, what's inside of us. So love has to come out. We must do all things in kindness and love and gentleness and long-suffering. All these things, especially temperance or self-control. So uh, I just wanted to bring that to you as a caveat to begin this particular passage and these studies about spiritual gifts so all spiritual gifts write that down must come or operate within the perimeters of the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit you can find that in your bible so we're going to look at spiritual gifts let's go to uh just some explanations some highlights of what spiritual gifts are there there are three uh main uh, subject matters when we talk about spiritual gifts there are three main headlines so to speak when we talk about spiritual gifts the gifts of the spirit number one the spirit or the gift of revelation can you say it with me gift of revelation so or the power to know is another uh, word that we could use. and So it's the word of knowledge from the scripture. From, it's a word of knowledge. And we'll read these passages here in a few moments out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Capital S? No, small s. Discerning of spirits that are in the world, that are of the world, that are of the enemy of our souls. Secondly, the, power, the gifts of power must say power. power or the power to act. So we, we can see that we have the gift of revelation or the power to know this is the power to act. So this is faith you must have faith in order to please God. You've got to have faith to operate in any of these spiritual gifts. Second is the gift of healing. The gift of healing. And we'll talk about the difference between healing and the works of miracles or workings of miracles. We'll, we'll touch on the difference between those. But those are a part of the, the segment of the gift of power. Gifts of power or the power to act. The third segment is the gift of inspiration or gifts of inspiration or the power to speak. I um, am a pastor, I have this gift, right? It's my main gift of the power to speak, but it's also a power here in this particular uh, passage, we'll learn about prophecy, about prophecy. Prophecy is a very important element to our walk with God, our understanding of God and the Word of God. Also diverse kinds of tongues. And, of course, interpretation of tongues. We know that we have a beginning of tongues in our life. And that is the initial sign we talked about out of the book of Acts. The initial sign of you receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. We talked about the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We talked about the evidence of many other things. Changed lives and the fruits, as we mentioned earlier, of the Spirit working in your life. But we'll touch on these immediately uh here in a few minutes but let's go to corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1 and this is paul writing to the church in corinth i want you to understand that corinth was a very wicked place corinth was the modern day las vegas or worse um um, it was a sin city there's a plaque when you walk into i've walked on the streets of of corinth i know firsthand that it was a very wicked place. Uh, it was a place where they offered children as sacrifices. It was a place where um, it was debauchery everywhere. It was a place of, of really no rule of God. No law of God. And matter of fact, there's a sign when you walk in. A big sign. They translate it for you. But it says, don't stay too long or you'll become a Corinthian. And... Uh, the the lamenting of is this is not a place to stay because you do not want to become like us we are so wicked and that's who Paul was writing to don't you know that God comes to the wickedness of this world that he wants to invade the darkness that prevails around us and that's why we are called to this same generation. We can't avoid them. we got to go to them and preach to them and speak to them and prophesy to them. So here we go, right? Now, listen carefully. and You're welcome to if you read along behind me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. What does it say now concerning spiritual gifts? Paul writes a specific chapter about the spiritual gifts. They were wondering and asking. They were uh, having a, a discussion, and Paul says, "Now I want I want to talk to you about this." So he talks. Brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. I want you to notice very quickly the first thing Paul wants: don't be ignorant. Again, we talked a couple weeks ago about that word ignorant. It's not a name calling. It's a fact. When you're ignorant of something. Paul said this, I don't want to. How, so, how do you avoid ignorance? Can anybody help me? You study to show yourself approved. Ignorance is combated by knowledge. Knowledge. So, Paul says, you need to know. You need to study. You need to have knowledge about these gifts. So, this is not something that comes naturally. This is not something that's just osmosis. It's something you must learn. And Paul says, I want you to not be ignorant about this that means he knows it's important ye know that you were gentiles and we know the gentiles had no promise in the old testament we know that it was by the cross and jesus coming that we have a promise of the new testament life carried away into these dumb idols if i say dumb idols <laughs> even as ye were led so paul acknowledges look you had knowledge of these dumb idols you have spiritism in your life. You already know about spiritual things. You've already worshipped spiritual entities that were not God. They were idols. As Gentiles, you were idolaters. You were in the spirit realm in an idolatry, wicked way. So I've got to instruct you how to be spiritual. How to walk in the spirit. How to walk in the gifts of God's, S, God's spirit in your life. So, here we go. Therefore, I give you to understand that no man, everybody shout no man, man. speaking by the Spirit of God, calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the what? Holy Ghost. You can only say these things, that he is Lord by the knowledge through the Spirit of God, to have revelation. So you're, you're walking in the Spirit. You're learning. You're beginning to grow in Christ. Let's keep going. In verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts. That word diversity means multiple. There's many. And they are divided into different things. There's diversities of gifts. But the same Spirit. Everybody say same Spirit. Same Spirit. Uh, the, here's the importance of this, this particular verse. Is that if something is operating outside of the spirit, the same spirit that brought Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that operated in the book of Acts, the same spirit that is walking amongst us today. There is not multiple spirits. So when a spirit, it's either capital S or it's not, it's either of God or it's not right. Mm -hmm. But we do know that these gifts that we have been given, they operate by a single spirit, by a single thing. And there are differences of administration, right? But the what? Same Lord. So we we don't have you know all these multitudes. And this is what concerns me in this hour. we have all these people professing things, prophetic things, spiritual gift things, and yet they are not serving. They're not calling Jesus Lord. They're not they're not in the revelation of who Jesus is. They're not in the revelation of the fact. They are simply operating in a fact that they can manipulate people through a spiritual tool in order to get them to give money to do certain you know etc etc so i'm very cautious because of these gifts are powerful but they also will be given an account for in the last day of the judgment so there is a diversity of operation so we have gift administration operation but the same god which what worketh in all in all and then he says in verse 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. I want you to notice that all things, everybody shout all things. All things, all things are being done by the Spirit of God. Not outside, not by your fleshly desires. People that pretend to prophesy... In their own name, by their own wisdom, by their own knowledge, by their own stuff. It is against God. And we say it again. It's against God. Mm-hmm. So you can profess Christ, but you're going to give an account for that in the last day. You can say, I know Jesus, but if I'm speaking to you out of my own desires. If I say to in you know, the Lord has told me that you should give me all your money this week, right? And that's what the word, you laugh, but I've heard this. And I've seen people do it. And say, "Amen." Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. I've, I've witnessed this. Where and and what is it? That self. That self. It it, it doesn't build up them. And we're going to read about how that the only way that prophecy can be true in, in in chapter fourteen is the fact that it's edifying the church. The word edification means to lift up or build up or to make better. Right. So if you're tearing down, no prophetic word will ever tear down without building up God will correct you but he will give you the path to be saved God will convict you but he will never cause condemnation come where you want to run out and and just leave everything and be desperate no that's not God And that's how we know some things, by trying those spirits. So let's look here uh, in verse 8. For one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom, to another. And These are the divisions that we talked about. The word of knowledge by the same spirit. Verse 9. To another, faith. By the what? Same spirit. And to another, gift of healings. By what? The same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, what? Prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But here it is, verse 11. But what? All these worketh that what? One and the same self spirit. So you're never going to have someone prophesying or God speaking something that is contrary to his word. You're not going to prophesy a miracle that is contrary to the Word of God. You're not going to have knowledge contrary to the Word of God. You're always going to be measured by the, what? By the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the Word of God. So we can't make this up. We can't be our our own prophet. And no, you're going to give an account to God. In the Old Testament, God killed you. In the New Testament, you have a space to repent. It's called mercy, right? Um, And uh, I think that uh, there's a lot of folks that need to take advantage of that because we we prophesy things that never come to pass. I I saw a a hilarious Facebook post today that somebody is having a pop-up prophecy. Am I lying? No. Pop-up prophecy today on Facebook. They're having a pop-up prophecy. Now, folks, I'm trying to be as kind as possible. Pop-up prophecy Yeah, this is, you know, this is retail. They have pop up sales. I mean, are you kidding me? We're having pop up prophecy. God does not work that way. God does not work in that manner. That you show up somewhere, it's like a, a vending booth that you put your quarter in and God pops out a prophecy. I don't know what's up with that. But it's horrific, it's hilarious, but most of all, it's sad. Because people will show up. And be misled. I hope that every prophet or every prophecy they pop out (laughs) that there is a demand for accountability for their words. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen in this hour. I'm just telling you. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't happen. So I challenge people that you know know who you're know who's talking to you. Know who's prophesying over you. My God. Have the spiritual sense to say, you know what? There's no such thing as God pop up prophecy. Can you imagine, Paul? You know, eh, I'll be in the in the marketplace here in a little while. We're gonna have a pop up prophecy. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm, I'm, can't, am I? Do I need to move on? Okay. Uh, verse twelve in 1 Corinthians chapter twelve. For the body is one. Everybody say one. one. And hath many members. Everybody say many members. many members. And all the members of that what one body being being many are what one body. So also is Christ. Verse 13. For the one Spirit we are all baptized into one body. For by what? One Spirit we are all. So let me get this right. If, I, if I'm going to prophesy, it's by the same Spirit. If I'm going to heal, it's by the same spirit. If I have miracles, it's the same spirit. If I'm Knowledge, same spirit. I'm gonna, and that same spirit is the spirit that I am what baptized in, that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit with. That same spirit is one with christ it's important that you recognize the theme here and that there's only one spirit of god That there's only one spirit by which these authentic gifts come from Mm -hmm. amen Amen. Uh, you know if you're not careful you will buy a fake Uh, i know a guy uh, that Bought a, a Rolex at a real jewelry store. It was a legitimate jewelry store, and uh, and he had that Rolex for many many years. And he decided uh, that he wanted to sell it because he did, he didn't wear it very much. And he decided, so he went down and he'd paid a lot of money for it. He went down to a different jewelry. He lived in a different a uh, different state now, and he went down to a jewelry store and said, <laughs> they said, "Sir, we're so sorry, but this is a fake Rolex." And he had been duped many years ago by simply believing because it said jewelry store, it must be okay. Hmm. If we're not careful, will Facebook, oh, it says preacher or prophet or it says apostle, well, it must be okay because they're calling themselves, they must be what they call themselves. Folks, you know, if I call myself an astronaut, I promise you, you don't want to get in the rocket that I'm flying. <laughs> It's doomed because I know nothing about flying rockets, and I'm telling you, 90% of the people out there don't know anything about profi- prophetic word or operating in the spirit correctly. Oh, they've got a live one, man. They sound great. They have the right tone. Hey, hey, God's, you know, they have. They have the right theatrics. They have the rights. They don't have the right God, and they need Jesus. I laughed. Someone. This was many years ago. Someone was was. Uh, put a uh, a post up about their trial that they were going through and someone later commented about they need to do X, Y, and Z and I guess they knew each other pretty well because the comment below that on Facebook was, you can't keep your house in order, stop trying to order mine <laughs> I was like, whoa <laughs> you can't keep your house in order, you can't pay your bills I mean, they went down the line <laughs> to stop trying to order mine um, and that's the truth. Someone say, amen. "Amen." Know them that labor among you, Amen. So, why why is this so important? Because it's so misused in this hour. Everybody's prophesying. Am I right? Everybody's got a prophetic word for somebody. We're being encouraged by apostles, and who? Listen, right now, I have. People that call me bishop that I, I don't even I don't even know why they call me bishop. They send me letters in the mail calling me bishop. I mean, it sounds pretty good to me. I'm just saying. It. I think y'all should start calling me bishop. But uh, I, I can apply to. I mean, I can be anything out there on the internet. I can get licensed for. Man, I can I can marry Barry. I can I can do all kinds of stuff. And all I got to do is just apply and pay the twenty nine ninety five. You know know them that labor among you someone say amen, amen. am i helping anybody yes. for one spirit we are all baptized in one brother whether we be jew or gentile whether we be bond or free in other words it doesn't matter who you are you, you still have to operate by that one spirit and made all to drink into the one spirit so law number one laws of the gift i hope you'll write this down If you don't, well, it's not because I didn't tell you. If you're watching online, I hope you'll grab a pen and and paper or or your phone or whatever it is you record on. And I pray that you will watch. These are important. These are very important. Laws of the gifts of the Spirit. Laws of the gifts. These will save you. These will help you. So um, I hope that uh, this will get through. So number, law number one, study to know. Everybody shout study to know. Study to know. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2. Now dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. I don't want to mislead or I don't want you to misunderstand this. So study your covenant. Everybody say study my covenant. Study my covenant. I want to remind you that the Old Testament is for your learning. The New Testament is what you will be judged by. Your last day judgment before the white throne, the throne of God, that one that sits up on that throne, will not judge you according to the law, for it has been fulfilled. He will judge you based on that New Testament grace covenant that he made with you. Through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> through the blood of Calvary. So know your covenant. I, I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but sign a contract you didn't read. You ever done that? Yeah, you're at the you're at the rental car counter, and there's a thousand people behind you. and They say you need to read this contract and sign the X. You. You're like, yeah, whatever, you know. But then you get in a vendor bender, and you realize, oh my God, I should have read that contract, right? And I think that many times in our lives we encounter spiritual things, and we we go, oh yeah, that's spiritual. Oh yes, yeah, so let's just oh yeah, let's just flow in that versus reading the contract verses reading what, what, what is and what isn't right before God. So, study your covenant. Study your covenant in the New Testament. What is your covenant? Your covenant, the law of Christ. The covenant of grace that works abundantly in your life. If you don't know your promises, you can't tell the devil to take a flying leap. If you don't know how to speak, you know why you get a lawyer when you go in a courtroom? It's because you don't know their speech. It's not because you don't know a story and can tell the truth of it. It's because you don't know when to insert yourself and when to object and when not to and what to speak and the language and, the, and the, all the things that go in that courtroom. It's so confusing. And that's the same thing that happens in the spirit. You need to know so that when you get into the places with the enemy and he speaks to you through either a person or in your mind, you can speak back with authority. You can speak back and say, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Amen. So, study your covenant. Number two, or B, study in context and in true interpretation. I put in notes, no spin. but shout, no spin. No spin. If we're not careful, we will spin the word for ourselves. We will make assumptions that are not there. We will make addit- additives or addit- adaptations that are not there. We will have heard them all our life, and so therefore we make them, but they're not there. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Make sure that what you're saying is true by God's Word. And that you're not a victim of the very thing you can't stand. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the way I feel. That's one of the things that drives me. Is studying God's Word so that I know for myself. does the absoluteness of God's Word. Number two. Law number two. Don't get swept away. Everybody say don't get swept away. Don't get swept away. This is so important. If you're online, don't get swept away. Um, maybe somebody will write these down. Law number one. What is law number one? Anybody remember? Study to know. Amen. Law number two is don't get swept away. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 2 and 3. You know that when you were still pagans, again, I'm reading in the New Living Translation, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. You didn't worship the idols because you knew what they did or what it was for. You just got swept up with the crowd. You just got swept, and I feel like in this hour, especially on Facebook, people just get swept up. It it crosses their thing, and they they stop it, and they look at it, and somebody's, well, thus saith, and you get and you get swept away, and whoo, that sounds good. Oh, I like what that sounds like. Oh man, that sounds great. I'm, boy, that's really boy. You know, you don't verify, you don't study, you don't check, you don't know them, and yet you are you are now encountering or engaging them in a spiritual manner. Dangerous. So, don't get swept away. Don't get swept along. What? Worshiping speechless idols. I, I want to pause right here and say, are you worshiping any idols? Unbeknownst. I, 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 at a space and time in my life, I had to confront some things and, in my own head, my own space, my own theology, just, and to recognize, you know what? I think I've built an idol here. And I'm not sure it's of God. In fact, I discovered it wasn't of God, and I had to remove that idol. I didn't have a bad heart or bad intentions or even think about it as an idol until someone stopped me and said, do you really know what the Bible says about that? And I was like, well, yeah. It says X, Y, and Z. And they're like, really? Just show me. I'll never forget it as long as I live. (laughs) Because I felt dumb. In that moment, and I felt embarrassed, and that wasn't their intent, but that's what happened. And I said, I'm never going to let myself, that will never happen to me again, right? Because I want to know. I still don't know everything. I'm still struck, but at least I can say I'm, I'm striving, right? To the high call. So, don't get swept away. A, by what? Man's wisdom and opinions. Man's wisdom. Man can be smart. I can, I can throw some wisdom at you, right? Because I've lived a lot of life, but that doesn't mean it's godly wisdom, What is godly wisdom? Godly wisdom is wisdom that's based in the word of God. By the principles of God. By the ways of God. By the will of God. There's a test. How do I know this wisdom? Because it's godly. It comes from a God place. Now, does it doesn't mean that man's wisdom is not good? No, I listen to man's wisdom all the time. But I know what it is. It's man's wisdom. I don't ignore... Uh, someone that says, Man, this stock's really gonna be great and, and I and I say, Wow, I think they're right, and I go in and I purchase that and I benefit from that. No, that's man's wisdom, right? It's great for what it is, but recognize you need godly wisdom. Here. The second one is don't live your life, don't get swept away by your feelings. This is a big one. When we're in desperate times, we feel desperate enough to do Things that we normally would not do. We ignore. Have you ever needed to go somewhere and the gas tank was on E and the light was on, but you went anyway because you needed to get there more than you were worried about running out of gas? Right? And sometimes you make it and sometimes you don't. Right? But there's something that drives us to ignore the, 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 the yellow flashing light. There's something inside of us that says, I've got to get there more than I've got to fix this. And if we're not careful, in times like these, pandemics and, and trials and tribulations and upheaval and all the society things, the war and rumors of wars, all this stuff will sometimes make us be desperate enough to ignore the warning signs that God has placed for us, that Paul told the Corinthian church when it comes to spiritual things. Don't ignore the warning lights. Someone say amen. Amen. Am I doing good? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Man, I'm glad my son thinks I'm doing great. (laughs) Law number three. Everybody say amen. amen. Try the spirits and say they are from God. Amen. Someone say amen. Amen. Try the spirits. You have been born again of the water and the spirit. The Holy Ghost. Should be operating in you, functioning day by day, helping you to w- walk and talk and breathe and go. Don't ignore when the Holy Ghost prompts you about something that you just simply say, I'm going to ignore that. I know I shouldn't, but I am. Why? Because what I'm doing is, is seemingly more important because all these other good spiritual things are happening. Did you know every lie? Has some truth. That no lie is conceived in, in, in just lie. That lies are conceived in what might be true or is somewhat true or partial truth. Partial fact. Corinthians 12 and 3 says, So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. I want you to think about what that just said. No one that is speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. You cannot... What did Jesus say? If you love me, you'll what? Keep my what? Come on, finish it. Keep my commandments. You can't curse the things that Jesus commands and say you're operating the gifts of the Spirit. Let me say that one more time. You cannot curse the things that Jesus is asking of you you cannot curse the things that he has told you. You say, Well, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, when we disobey him, we are cursing him. That's good. We are cursing him. So when we are in this space, we've got to recognize. I love the New Living, by the way. It's so plain, right? So I want you to know that one, that no one speaking by the Spirit, catalyst of God, will curse Jesus. So what are they doing? They're speaking in their own spirit. That's what they're doing. They're abusing. They're manipulating the word of God to their own benefit. And they will be judged for it. But you've got to recognize. Listen, recognition is the game here. You'll know them by their fruits. Recognize. Wait. They, wait, hold on just a second. They just spoke about Jesus commanded this, 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 and this in his word. And they're saying it's not important. And yet they're wanting to prophesy to me. Their lifestyle doesn't match what Jesus is asking. Amen? Amen. So what happens? Law number three. I try the Spirit and say, that's not of God. I'm not being ugly. I don't have to even tell them that. But I don't let them speak into me. I'm kind. I'm gentle. I'm loving. And I walk away from them. Listen, folks. if, if If you were a pastor, I have more people telling me they have a word for me then I have ugh, sand on the sea almost. It's it gets it gets crazy sometimes. I have guests that come in and I love them and they they mean well, I think. I don't think people are coming maliciously, but it's visitors that come to me and say, I have a word from you. The Lord told me to stop by and tell you this, X, Y, and Z. And I listen to it and I say, Hmm, yeah. I don't think so. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a nice day, right? Why? Because I'm not going to... Again, what, what? it violates the laws. I don't know them. I don't know their fruits. So I can receive what they say and try it, but that, that takes time. Now, that's just the word of the Lord, and you'll have to talk to Him about this. So no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Number A, what? No one overrules the word. No one overrules the word Amen. of God. Let me say it one more time. No one. There's no preacher with enough authority to overrule what God's word says. There's no prophet. There's no apostle. There's no nobody. The, Paul said, if an angel himself comes down and preaches another gospel, let him be accursed. No one can overrule. So when people manipulate or overrule what the word of God says, misuse, miscontext. You say, nope, that's not from God. Now, that doesn't mean you tell them they're bad people. No, let them and God work it out. You know, why argue with people that, uh, they need to talk to God. God's going to deal with them, right? Move on. Your time's more important. All things must be in alignment with the Holy Spirit. Notice this, that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. All things. Everybody shout out all things. They must align with the Holy Spirit in our lives. Must not maybe, not my must. So very important. So law number five, four. Law number four says this: that God is the only source. Everybody say only source only. of the spiritual gifts. I want you to understand something, and, and you may struggle with this, but. When we enter the spirit realm, the the spirit of the enemy, the spirit of Satan, can also work miracles. We have that evidence by the word of God. That's why you've got to try the spirits. It doesn't mean they're miraculous in the fact that they are divine or, or holy or righteous, but we know that in the spirit realm, we know that the witch of Endor, we know through the Word of God, things that happened that God let us peek into a place that let us see that evil spirits can perform certain things. And that's why he's infinitely screaming at the top of his lungs talking about this. That what? We've got to know the spirits and see that they're of God. Brother Carl? And they'll speak some truth like you said earlier. Absolutely. But they sure will let some lies come to you. Yeah. Well, why? Because Satan is the father of all lies. So we know that that is his mode. Yep, yeah, that's right. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, he says in verse 4, but the same spirit all this is all the source of them. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but in the same God who does the it's the same God that does the work in all of us. There's one thing you need to remember a lot about law 4 that God is the only source of spiritual gifts, is this, remember, there are many spirits. There be Lord's many, and there be God's many. There are satanic spirits, there are human spirits, there are worldly spirits, there are cultural spirits. That's absolute in the spirit realm. The spirit realm is as real as this realm. It is a real realm. And I pity the person that doesn't believe or understand the spirit realm. So a satanic influence is the same realm. I want you to imagine this room, right? And when you walk through those doors, you entered the room and everybody that was in the room was in the room. Now I want you to imagine that this is a spiritual space in the spirit realm, in a realm of the spirit, right? And this room would be full, filled with angels and and demons. Because it's a spirit realm, that's where the war in the spirit happens. You can read about that great war in Revelations. You can. This is that place where these things happened in this spirit realm. This is where uh, uh, the, the in the last days, you know, we'll see things happen in this spirit realm. I don't want to get off on all this, but I want I want you to understand. It's it's one space. God is King of Kings and Lord of Lords in that space. If you read the life of Job, you will see Satan himself enter the space of heaven, the throne room of God, because he was in that spirit realm and he could enter that. Just like anybody could walk through those doors and be and be a part of this room or this service, right? Same is true about spiritual things. Satan walked into heaven. Hey, God, how are you? Have you? Have, have, how's things going? And God says, Have you considered my servant Job? Right? They had a conversation. So when you understand that spirit realm that it's real, that it's multi-dimensional, right? And that when you enter that realm, you're going if you're not prepared, you will do battle with things you didn't even know existed. I am very cautious about fasting long periods because you enter a spirit realm. Death brings you to the spirit realm. When you enter the phases of death, You see things you normally would not see. You go places and people tell you stories. You read these stories about things they see and do and being out of body experience, all this stuff. And I believe them because there's a realm that they're going to, right? You hear about angels and you hear about these different realms. They're very real, very real. You have to understand that those spirit realms are meant for you to be protected by the angels of God when you're in those. But if you're not, listen, if you're not pleading the blood, putting on the whole armor of God, you're going to get out into some spaces by what? By what you think is prophecy and it's really witchcraft. You think it's just a relic, but it's really a, a place of idol worship. You think it's a tradition, but it's really become a place where you're you're worshiping things that God never intended you to worship. Am I making sense tonight? So the law of the gifts of the Spirit are vitally important that you understand. And that's why I'm teaching them tonight. Okay, you're saved. and you un- You've you got the Holy Spirit speaking. You understand spiritual things. We talked about over the last four or five weeks. But once you get here, you've got to find out what you're supposed to be doing. You've got to be aware and keep learning and be cognizant of God's spirit in your life and how to stay under that spirit under that grace under that mercy not allowing the enemy the Bible says he roams about as of a roaring lion seeking who made around no roar has ever devoured anybody but the enemy would love to convince you that his roar is going to devour you it's the bite that gets you we never see where he roams around ripping people apart with his teeth we don't find that in the scripture we got to quit listening to the devil you hear me? And he uses spiritual wickedness in high places, Paul writes. He uses spiritual things. He says that that Satan turns into an angel of light in order to fool us. That's why there's litmus tests. That's why there's catches. Oh, wait, that's not spiritual. Wait, that, that violates God's word. Wait, that violates... Right? That's how you know. So... Um, let's read. Uh, there are different kinds of same spirit. In verse 5. For there are different kinds of service, and we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but the same God who does the work. Remember what? There are many spirits. You must understand what spirit you're dealing with. One of the things you'll learn if you ever go to a foreign country where there's high spirits as in India, or uh, in many, many Asian countries, or Buddhist countries, or or Middle East, or, or countries that are that are highly Um, that worship idols, right? By the way, they're wonderful people and we love them and they're amazing people, right? But when when you become an idol worshiper, you get blinded to truth, right? That's why we preach the gospel. That's why we support missionaries because we believe that they're... Paul said, I became all things to all men that I might win what? Some. So we spend this time, energy, and effort to reach everybody. But recognize that... You'll enter spirit realms when you're in those places. And if you aren't prepared in prayer and people fasting and praying for you at home, right? Or wherever there might be, around you, whether they might be with you, you gotta be aware when you enter those realms. You will have reactions to them. By the way, physically as well. Trust me. Okay, laws of the gift. number five. All believers are what? Eligible for these spiritual gifts. Someone say Amen. We are all, the Bible says a spiritual gift is given to each. Now, um, we know we're supposed to seek after the best gift, right? But I want you to notice verse 7. And um, it's important to note it because it says a. I'm going to say a. You'll notice I underlined. He says a spiritual gift is given to each of us, right? So we can help each other. It doesn't say the spiritual gifts. There's no S on that gift. It says a spiritual gift. So um, I've always understood this to mean that there's going to be, I'm going to operate in many gifts because that's, that's I'm going to have many gifts, but there's a gift that I'm going to be really called to. There's going to be a gift that God has gifted me especially in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So uh, Paul spends most of the rest of this chapter talking about this issue. And I'll, the human body has many parts, Right? And many parts make up the what? One whole body. It is, so it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been what? Baptized into one body by what? One spirit. And we all share the same what? Spirit. Yes, the body has what? Many different parts, just not what? One part. He goes on to say, The foot says, I, I, I am not a part of the body because I am not the hand. Does that, uh, uh, that does not make it any less a part of the body. Right? Some people get jealous because they're not preaching. They're, they're serving other places. Or they get jealous because they're not prophesying because that's not their gifting. Don't get jealous. Do what God's called you to be. Just be what God's called you to be. And do it well. If the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I am not the eye... Would that make it any less part of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? And if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have have many parts, and God has put what? Each part just where he wants it. What am I supposed to be doing for God? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and he will reveal and place you in the body as you are to be placed. Your gift will make room for itself, Paul tells us. Let's keep going. Uh, Verse 19, how strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, Paul writes, but only what? One body. No one in this building is more important than the other. We're a part of the same body. Someone say amen. Amen. So the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the part we regard as less honorable are those that we clothe with the greatest of care. So we uh, we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Verse 24. While the more honorable parts... Do not request this special care. So God has put in the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have what less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. Here it is, care for each other. And if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, All the parts are glad. People that cannot rejoice with you and not suffer with you, they're not a part of the same body. Corinthians 12 and 27. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is what part of it? Say, I'm part of the body. Uh, Here are some of the parts God has appointed to the church. First, there's a body part called apostles. What are apostles? Those that go and preach. Those that are overseers of many. Second are prophets. Third are teachers. Then those that do miracles and those that have gifts of healing and those that can help others and those who have the gift of leadership and those who speak in unknown languages. Verse 29. Are we all apostles? Someone shout no. no. Are we all prophets? No. Are, are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Or do we all have the gift of healing? Or do we have the ability to speak in unknown languages? We Do we have the ability to interpret unknown tongues? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most what? Helpful, Helpful. gifts. Helpful for who? For you in the body that you're a part of. What is your gift? So the question really is, what is your gift? Are you seeking those gifts? This, he says here that we should, in the previous verse, that we, should, that we should seek after the most important gifts. So my question is, are we seeking? I, I find many times in our Christian walk we stop seeking the gifts of the Spirit. And I think that's due in part that we stop producing the fruit of the Spirit as well or as often as we should. Our fertilizer needs to be ramped up a little bit. You know, Our praise life needs to go a little higher. Our worship needs to happen a little more. Our prayer life needs to be stoked with a little flame. Amen? Amen. Verse 12, 29. Are we our apostles? He said, no. And we asked, what is your gift? Law 6. the very important one. I'm almost done. We got just another slide after this. And it says this, the gift of the Spirit. Law 6, very important. Probably the most, in fact, it is. Because God is love, this is the most important gift. All things, everybody shout all things. All things. Folks, I cannot tell you how important this is. And we have minimized it through the years. People always give me a hard time, or have in the past, no longer do they. But oh, you're talking about, you always say everything's about love. You always come back to love. You always, man, love, love, love. I'm like, Yeah. And the fact that you don't believe that is sad beyond words. Mm-hmm. Because love is truly who God is. Amen. The complete 13th chapter, I won't read, but we're reading in chapter 12. You can go home and read the complete 13th chapter. Is basically, not basically, absolutely my favorite chapter in the word of God. And it tells us, First Corinthians, that the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. Now abideth, verse 13, 13, or chapter 13, verse 13. Now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. But listen to Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 1, right after this. Follow after charity and desire spiritual spiritual gifts, gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Charity, love, will always be a part of spiritual gifts. It's law number six. If you are being prophesied and you don't feel loved it's not from God. Mm-hmm. If you are being prophesied and it's not being, if you're being healed or prayed for to be healed and you don't feel love it's not of God. You can't operate in the gifts through anger. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. People that want to prophesy. To you, God said he's going to take you and bend you over and whip you like a child. You know, that's not God. I've had that prophecy. It's not God. People that 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 tell you your demise. I see there's there's going to be great tornadoes that come and sweep you away. And God's angry. That's not of God because it doesn't edify the church. It does not bring redemption. And it has no love in it. Now, God speaking and saying, if you don't repent, I'm going to send the reaper. And he's going to give you a, 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 the, the prophecies that are going to come forth in your life. And you, know, That's a warning. But there's also an out. There's also an understanding. If I repent, I skip this. It's love. Because we discipline our children in love. God disciplines us in what? Love. So yes, there are going to be prophetic words that are warnings to us, but the warning will always include God's mercy. Love. Always include God's mercy. Love. Someone say amen. Amen. So, next week, we're not going to do this. But, I would like to, I will talk to you about the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Brother Carl? The last part of chapter 12, a lot of people read that, do all speak with tongues? And of course the answer is no. But then they think that that means... It's not talking about initial sign. They and I, I it's, they it's its speaking about the giftings in the spirit realm. Right. The giftings of the church. And so it it's, has nothing to do with our uh, with the initial sign of, of infilling of the Holy Spirit. And it's true with the gift of faith. Not everybody has the gift of faith, but everybody has faith. Correct. As well as the gift of knowledge. Not everybody has knowledge, the gift of knowledge, but everybody has a certain amount of knowledge to know they need to repent. Right. Excellent point. And truth. And and, and those are the things you have to to study and, and know uh, and discern, right? And i am not got off into uh, the, the different types, diverse tongues, and, and I'll get into that at a later time. But yeah, those are the things that you you you've got to understand when it comes to spiritual things. You cannot view them through the eyes of of your flesh or through your human reasoning. They have to be viewed through the Word of God into the Spirit. I want you to think about God's Word as being, you know, you're looking and you're looking and it's like here, It's, but when I look through the Word of God, there's a totally different world. That's what I want you to realize. That's why it's so important that you study to show yourself. You're going to see things differently. Am I right, man? You're going to see things differently. Amen. God bless. Thank you all if you're online for joining us tonight. I love you so much. I appreciate all that you do for God's kingdom. See us on Sundays at 1035. It's going to be a great week in Jesus' name. And I pray that this lesson blessed you. Share it with somebody that you love and know that God is with us and God is for us who can be against us. Amen. God bless every one of you. Someone shout amen. amen.